Hey guys, welcome back to Mantalk.ke. It's another episode. Thank you for everything on the last episode of this season. Um, it's a good. It was a good start to the season. I'm glad to have you guys back. We're we're finding our feet again, and uh, yeah, just being in the chair, just being in the chair, it just feels it just feels right. So Oscar, I feel good. I will lie to you. I feel good. I feel healthy. I feel happy. How 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 are you? How's your week? How's your week been for you? Uh, I feel way too sexy. If you know what I mean, I feel uh, way yeah, too sexy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I feel fantastic. I think this has been the best week <laughs> for hip hop, hands down. Best 14 uh-huh, uh-huh, days uh-huh. for hip hop. Uh-huh. The Donda album uh-huh. just dropped. Um, yeah. The CLB, you know, you know, <laughs> you know. I don't need to tell you about uh, the crazy man from Toronto, the current top scorer in the league. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 been special. I can't lie; it's been special. It's been special. It's what we needed to end this quarter. It was a good start to the quarter. <laughs> it's a very good start to the quarter. Let's end. Let's end let, on a high. Let me tell you. Yeah, I I would be lying if I don't if I didn't tell the audience that probably one of my earpieces right now is actually playing the Drake album. Probably, right now, <laughs> as we're doing this episode. Aye. It's too much. It's uh, it's. Too it caused much. a divide as well. It caused a divide between us two this whole this whole week because. You were very excited about Donda. It came out. You were like, "Yeah, this is amazing." Personally, for me, I wasn't a fan. My opinion was, it wasn't made for people. It was made for him. It seemed like quite a narcissistic album, like just about him. There was no vibes like he used to give. Yeah. You know, there's no touch the sky coming. Mm-hmm. To, you know, there was none of that. It was just, mm-hmm. it's about me. It's about me. You know, um, and I feel like he's just a guy going through a lot of trauma to do with his mum's death still, and he's put that on us. And it's like, you know. Audience versus therapy. That's that was my thing. I just yeah. feel like um, he, it was about him, bro. There, I, I have to disagree with you. When it comes to Kanye West, you're absolutely mm. off the grid, um, and I uh, must blow off that opinion <laughs> like a hurricane. Um, because when it comes to rap, to Eli, when it comes to rap, Eli, Kanye West is daddy, and a lot of people are his juniors. You hear? You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> Okay. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Shamay Papi made a song called Papi's Home. So if we're talking about father figures at this point, no, I agree. I agree. Say, I agree. <laughs> I agree that I agree. I agree that Champagne Papi is definitely like <laughs> he's definitely the top hitter in hip hop right now. But Kanye West also deserves his respect. I'm not going to sit here and say you know like I didn't really feel the Donda album because I ate that album up. Uh, when I had to tell the vision, we made it. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah. Ah, I was like, no. Yeah. Then the when thing he, is, you never nah. convinced me. Then, then the, then me. the Fivio foreign verse. Now nah, you like, come on. Then, but still, but still, but still, the oh, album uh, of the I'll week this week, maybe. the album of the week this week, <laughs> has to go to this. I, I don't, I don't know. So I don't know. Man. I don't know. No, it was sensational. I don't just know. Cold. It was just so good. It was good. I don't it understand. Good. And you know, on the live, on on the live, we said if anyone doesn't follow us on the live, then you need to be there on Thursdays at nine pm Kenyan time because the night before the album dropped, me and Oscar had a conversation. We said, "What do you want from these select this body of work from this project?" Yeah. And we said we want one of them that has a time and a date because we know whenever there's a time and a date as a title, it's. That's the time of death. That's that's when the officer's like, officer, we have a violation at uh, Brattle Path. Time of death is probably touch the pulse. It's probably seven a.m. Shock line. Like anytime you hear Drake drop, give you a date and a time. Four p.m. in Calabasas. Just look for a body buried. He'll give you the time of death. (laughs) And 
He's probably a rapper buried somewhere nearby in that address. Yeah. I'm telling Just you. Just loads of uh-uh. careers. No, no. Nah. It's a career nah, graveyard. Me, uh-uh. It really is. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, so you wanted that? I, yeah. I don't yeah. understand yeah. how Drake does what he does. I, I wish I could sit here and say, I get it. Yeah. And to deliver it as consistently as delivering it. That's why him and LeBron are mm. friends. That's why when we sit here... Yeah, shoot, they can relate. Yeah, when we, shoot, when we sit here shooting this podcast, like for us, it's like, we have to get our jump shot as clean as Drake's. We need mm-hmm. to get our performance as clean as Drake's and LeBron James. This is why we do what we do yeah. as consistently as we do it. We look at these people and we're like, yeah. if you want to win, you have to do it this way. Like the clean, consistent, you know what to expect. Mm. It drops and you still love mm. it. That's what, mm. you know, that's what Do you know what I like as well? Yeah. Do you know what I like about, yeah. about Champagne Papi? It's at one point it wasn't cool to be sensitive. It wasn't cool to... To, to to put a phone call at the yeah. beginning of a song from somebody that left you, a, you know, but he made it cool and it took a while for some people to even realise this is... This is this the is future. Ma- and even on it, he says this is masculinity, he talks about masculinity. Yeah. And so, what, what like we were saying on the live, if you're not there on Thursdays, you're missing out, um, is that we wanted, yeah, we wanted that track, the time and date, we wanted one of those ones where he's just flexing about what he's been doing, you know, we wanted <laughs> one of those, we got one of those, we wanted one where it's like, quite deep yeah and he's talking about his, his what he's been doing and how he's feeling we got some of that and it was just yeah it was just beautiful we got, yeah. got some singing on it yeah it was, it was yeah it was a uh, fantastic yeah, like fantastic work. so that's the highlight of your week yeah that's that's the highlight of your that's week. there's that um and then because and this is this really ties in into the topic today um drake drake's album also like touched a bit on masculinity and i know you know the way to sexy mm. song was like sometimes as guys we need to feel you know, we need to feel good about ourselves, fam. Like, I feel like we don't... Yeah, we, yeah. yeah I don't feel like we get that often enough. Like, we feel good yeah. about you, my guy. Feel you about, feel good about what yeah. you dress, how you look, how you feel, the life you're living. Mm. And mm. Um, mm. I had a conversation this week, just touching on masculinity, that was really strong. You know, a lot of times, I feel like people consider masculinity being this machismo, you know, this macho attitude, this, you know, ah, me, women won't tell me anything. I'm my own boss and stuff. Uh, you know, like you're living life recklessly and you're loud and you're just like, you just you just don't have a plan to how you're living like your life. Like you're just out here being brash, loud, dismissive and just downright mm-hmm. insensitive. So there's this guy I met. <clears throat> this is uh, 2015 when I was in, I was when I was doing my internship uh, years ago. I, I, I was hosted by a family of, uh, a very fantastic family, a Pakistani family. Down in Feltham, shout out to Zareen and her family, fantastic family, amazing place. So Zareen um, basically taught me a lot about, them, uh, contributes a lot, even today, to the guy you see here today. Like um, a lot of phone calls, a lot of big ups since we've been, we started Man Talk, so we talk as frequently as we can. And um, there was one, there's one of her sons um, who's like a foster child. Um, is the most quiet guy. Eli, this is the most quiet guy. I have one of the most quiet people I've ever met. In three months, the only words he said to me were, hi, hi, bye-bye. How are you? You're good? Yeah, are you enjoying yourself in London? Yeah, you okay? And he was very, like, very, like, no, he was very, like, he doesn't like conflict. He just keeps to himself, lives his own life. What I didn't know is that um, he's an Afghan um, citizen. He's a citizen of Afghanistan. And mm-hmm. his family is from Afghanistan. And when he, when he came to the UK and Zarin took him in, 
he had a lot of the trauma that comes with coming from certain communities in Afghanistan. For people who don't know, um, the insurgents in Afghanistan practice a lot of racial discrimination and tribal discrimination. So he suffered a loss to a very close family member at the hands of these insurgents. So he's been literally traumatized by that entire experience since he was a child. So obviously time goes on and um, time goes on. He becomes an engineer, brilliant guy. Um, and this quiet, good-natured person um, has a wife in Afghanistan. Um, he marries, yeah, of course, he goes back home, marries a fantastic person, uplifts his whole family, makes sure that his brother is even like in a, in a place in the UK, studying and living his life, um, visits him in Paris. Like, so now he's like, literally, he's unlocked, you know, the, that, that generational kind of poverty in his home. He's kind of the one that's like lifted them out of it because he's taken his brothers, his families out of that situation and put them um, in homes throughout Europe. This is a, this guy is our age, by the way, Eli. He's not like an old guy, he's like our age. Um, so his wife is in Afghanistan and everyone knows what happened quite recently when obviously the Taliban overran the whole country and took over the state and his wife is there. Now, that's what, that's what I was Yeah, saying. now, uh, this guy is not the most masculine guy on earth. He's not, he's not like, he's not like the loud brash. He's just a quiet, chill, mm. cool. It does non-confrontational. Doesn't want much. This guy mm. somehow flew into Pakistan. Okay, flew into Pakistan. Um, went to Afghanistan by road. Okay. Got to Kabul somehow. Please remember, he's part of that community. That's like, please keep that at the back of your head that he comes from a community that has suffered a lot of tribal discrimination and he suffered a significant family loss because of it since he was a child. Mm. Gets yeah, into Kabul, is, yeah. yeah, gets into Kabul somehow when it's a war zone. Yeah, this is, yeah. Takes his wife and he has a sister. Yeah, he has a sister who has a four-year-old daughter. Apparently, this, four -year this, um, this fantastic young girl, whenever she's hungry, she comes, first thing she asks when, <laughs> when she gets to the home is, is there food? No? Okay, no, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, she throws out complete fits. I can relate. Yeah, yeah. This absolutely, this absolutely adorable four-year-old girl um, takes his sister's daughter, that young girl, because of, you know, she's, she's a daughter and this is the Taliban. Like, they're not supposed to, you know, you know how they get, especially when it comes to women's rights. Mm. And somehow flies them back in the middle of the war zone. You've been seeing the airlifts. He managed to get his wife and daughter, his wife and daughter now, out of the hands of the Taliban and outside of the situation, the whole Afghanistan situation, on his own. Like, on his own. This guy has no family connections, no nothing. Found a way to use his British citizenship to get both his wife and his little niece out of Afghanistan in the middle of a war. And has flown back to London currently and is sitting in quarantine. He's the most quiet guy you will ever meet. The most opposite. What? Yeah, the most opposite. Tell me, what? if that's not the peak. If, if you're asking about like masculinity, peak. <laughs> peak, like the this peak. Guy, this guy the is literally Liam Nielsen. Yeah. He said they're taken. Yeah, taken. And he's got a particular set of skills, skills you know? And, <laughs> and he's going to go 
get them and, and bounce. Like, let me tell you, let me tell you. If you're watching this, because I know you'll watch this, because I know Zarin will share this with you. I want you to know that I will never stop. I will never stop saying this story. It's the most epic story of masculinity I have ever had. Like, ever. In the middle of a war zone. You, you know, in the middle of a war zone. He's not loud, he's not brash. Chill. And guess what? He's back in London now and he's joining work next week. And, and no one will ever know. No one will ever know. Nobody, nobody will ever know. Like he goes back to the office. He's like, "You've got quite the tan. Yeah, yeah. You, look look, you look amazing. You look amazing. <laughs> you look amazing." Yeah, I just had to go. Had to go pick up my family. <laughs> oh, really? Were they on holiday? Like, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and something like that. They were abroad. Imagine the, the amount of crap, the amount of crap this guy probably faces on a day-to-day basis from other guys or yeah. people who just have the wrong idea of what a man really means, and like. He's yeah. done that. So on that very mm. heavy note, we are introducing the topic of masculinity. Masculinity. Bro, yeah. those quiet guys, and I always say, even when it comes to like violence, if there's a fight, I'm never scared of the loud one. Yeah. I'm never scared of the loud one. The big, I'm gonna, don't tell me what you're gonna do. The other guys, they'll just do it. Yeah. The ones that just stand there quietly. Yeah. If, nah, yeah. they stand there quietly. Mm. They snap, they snap before the chat. And then they get the blah, 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 <laughs> And then they got the blah, 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 <laughs> It gets What's crazy. That <laughs> it gets crazy. It, let me tell you, it, yeah. it gets crazy. Like, for me, when I had that, this guy has, I swear, three months, yeah. didn't say more than three words to me. No, that's, I can't express the level of respect because, and do you know what, this goes to, since, let's go into it now, because this is one of the points about masculinity that I was listening to this week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in, in my week in terms of masculinity, I listened to an amazing, amazing podcast. Um, it was one of the Joe Rogan podcasts and he had Jason something. You might have seen the video. You know that guy where he's, um, you've seen like this big black guy with a beard. You might, it went viral and he's doing taekwondo classes or judo classes or mixed martial yeah. arts. And then this kid, and he's always like, like a small black kid and he's like, you know, you can punch through it and the kid's like, no, I can't punch it. I, mean, I don't know if you've seen this. Yeah, I have, I have, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then he talks so to, he the, the, he talks uh, to the boy the, about like... Yeah, and he talks to them. Yeah. Yeah, so he came on the Joe Rogan podcast and he talked about masculinity. And this goes to the point of this amazing man that you just mentioned. He says that with masculinity, sometimes big, uh, not big, like big guys and strong guys, because of society, we tend to mask and apologize for the lion inside like we tend to sometimes suppress our masculinity at the risk of looking like we're being too much of an oppressor right but he says having that lion inside you is not a bad thing he said the essence of masculinity is having the lion and being about being able to control it yeah and he gave an amazing example of when he he does amazing stuff in the community i can talk for hours on him but essentially he was talking one an example of one kid that used to get bullied right and he used to go to, um, I really recommend this. Uh, I, think I, I think I saw that one. Go, I think I yeah, saw that uh, Go, go, go. Yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he used to go to, he used to get bullied at school, but he was one of his students. So he was learning mixed martial arts, so very capable when it came to physical. And then his mum was basically saying to the kid, you know, no, don't, if you know someone bullies you, don't, like, fight back, don't do anything. And he came and he said now to, to this, this gentleman, he was like, yeah, um, coach, um, this has been happening to me at school. My mum says I shouldn't do anything. What do you think? Because uh, this guy's like a father figure to all these kids. And he says, no, you don't just take abuse. You don't just take it and say, no, I have to, because I, I have the skill, even though I have the skills, I can't do anything. He says, you go and use your skills, defend yourself, but just remember to be in control of the situation. So then he goes back 
and then the the bully comes up to him and he like starts to like you know push him about and then this kid just goes okay i'm gonna do it use his skills flips him and then like throws him on the floor but just before he, hits the he throws him on the floor he, he picks him up and he holds him there and pulls him back up so this could could have been impaled but he he held him back up and pulled him then he went back to the to in, next day he goes back to coach he's so excited he's like yeah i went back and you know uh, i managed to you know sort him sort myself out and i really showed i showed the bully and he goes, I'm so proud of you for standing up for yourself. He goes, no, but then the kid says, the proudest thing about it is just when I hit the floor, when he was about to hit the floor, I, I managed to pull him up. And he, so the significance of that was he had the line inside him to use it appropriately, but it didn't diminish from his compassion. So he, he had it under control. So he could use the, use the aggression, tame it, and then still have the compassion to not be lost and go red in that moment and say, no, like I still have compassion, but I need to show you that I have that man inside me. This is a kid doing that. Yeah. So it's the same thing with that guy. Like he has that beast inside him, but he's a quiet guy. But when he's when it's needed, ah, he mate, switches it on. Let me tell you. And he says, ah, "I'm a gangster." Ah, ah, he's a soldier. And he says, "I'm a." Com- he is a soldier. <sighs> and guess what? Ah, I forgot to tell you. Guess what he told? Uh, guess what he told um, Zareen? Because how Zareen found out the, um, this this mm. amazing person in London, who is my by far one of the closest people in my life. How Zareen found mm. out is that she texted him like, "Hey, my son, how are you? Are you well?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." It's like, I, and then she's then, <laughs> then, then she's then, like, first he's ambiguous. Then she says, "Oh, I also noticed that you're not home. Um, could you have gone like it's uh, it, it's as if you've gone back to Afghanistan?" Then this guy shouts, "Oh, you're a genius! How did you know this?" Like she's like, so she was just saying it to him like as a joke, but she's like, "Yeah, yeah, actually, I am. I'm about to enjoy the mission." <laughs> So she's like, what, what are you doing there? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing there? He's like, ah, don't worry, I'm a soldier. That's what he says, I'm a soldier. This is not, he's not like a soldier like that, but he's, he definitely like has mm. a particular set of skills. And, skills. And big yeah. shout out um, to, mm. to our boy. Mm. Um, yeah. That story I've never, ever, I never, yeah, I've I never, know. ever, I've never, ever had a story like that. Most people are like, if you're loud, mm. but okay, uh, me for me, I'm very, I'm loud, <laughs> I'm loud personally. Mm. Like I'm very loud. Like I'm very. Ah. Mm. But mm. <laughs> but yeah. there's uh, you know, you know what I mean. I don't need to say it. Mm. <laughs> like mm. there are people who yeah, are yeah, yeah. there are people yeah. who mean what they say. There are people who mean what they say when mm. they say what they say. There are some who like there are mm. guys who are like mm. who mean what they say when they say what they say. So it's it's yeah. not a stereotype. Yeah. Like not every guy who's quiet is like actually like super confident and super masculine and is just like mm. sheathing the sword. And not every guy who's loud is very like, you know, is not is actually docile. Some people actually mean what they say when they say what they say. It could be a compensation. Yeah. 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 Some compensate and some that's just their personality. Yeah. It depends how how true you are to yourself. Exactly. Um so so let's dive into masculinity. Let's then. go. So the re- how when we wanted to do this topic, like I mentioned, we love pop podcasts here, we love audiobooks, we love learning. So one of the things that um, one of the, the pieces of content I listen to is the Man Enough podcast oh, by yeah. Justin Baldoni. Yeah, fantastic podcast, right? He's done an amazing TED talk, and um, I love the I love the way they address uh, masculinity. So, in his podcast, whenever they have a guest on, they ask the guest a few questions. Yeah, and when I was listening to it, and it's the same, and the podcast structure is amazing, but every episode is the same question. So I thought for us, what we could do is we could ask ourselves those questions. And then make our own man in a podcast like that. Yeah. Because I think their structure is amazing. And it's such 
piercing questions. Yeah. I think a lot of great conversation will come out of that and hopefully we'll be able to, yeah. you know, help. help some and maybe you never know. You never know. Maybe yeah. one day we might have Justin Baldoni on Mantok. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. We're all on the same globe. It's the same globe. Um, so sh- let's jump into it. So I'll, I'll go first. I'll ask you. I'll ask you first. All for all. The question back to oh, just we go. I'll ask you one first. Okay. One. We'll go one for one. We'll okay, go one for go. one. So the question they always ask guests. Uh, Oscar, you're my guest. Welcome to Mantle.key. Uh, thank you. For, mm, thank you. Thank you for the time. Uh, yeah, I've had a lot of yeah, good things yeah, about so you're, 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 Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you're a man, man of the world. And, uh, you know, you've seen some things. Yeah. Uh, but in all seriousness, so the question is that they ask is, um, okay, let's get into that space. Um, Oscar, when is the last time that you didn't feel man enough? When's the last time you did not feel man enough? Take your time, man. It's a deep one. Wow, 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 wow. I didn't expect it. Now that the question has been leveled against <laughs> me, I, mm. my lord. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, let's get yeah. Let's really get let's get let's get vulnerable for a bit. Let's, let's last get time I I, f- I think it's it happens more often than people think. Like when you feel a bit emasculated by something, like something takes away your like I'd say I you know not many things in life take away your power, but some things threaten it. Um, when I last felt man enough. I think didn't feel man yeah enough. when I didn't feel man enough mm, that's a tough one Wah, that's a tough one okay um okay I think for me last time I didn't feel like truly like man enough is there was this time in my life um, about one year ago two years ago wasn't living in the best of circumstances compared to my peers you know like when I was comparing myself to everyone else you know that that thing that we do as guys where we're like you're at this stage of my life, I should be here, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. And like, I'm looking at myself and I'm like, <clears throat> yo, you know, um, my career goals were this, that, you know, I was supposed to be at this level at this stage. And I had to confront that feeling of being insufficient, like of being not enough. Feeling. And, yeah, that, yeah, that feeling of in- insufficiency, yeah. you know, that feeling of like, yeah. you're like, at this stage, I should have done more with my career i should have been at this certain stage but then um when i felt that way it's a very dark place to be because it encourages a lot of self-doubt and you can imagine when you're doing something like man talk on a weekly basis and there's one thing in life that you're not really that's not really getting done it's it's like it's very quick to point a finger and say ah oh, it's probably because of this other thing you know what i mean it's probably because i'm giving too much time to this other thing and i sat down and i was like nah that's not the case bro like it really is some things sometimes we have to dominate the seasons in our lives if you are in a certain season and that season to you like as everyone else is thriving let's say in their career in their legal career and you're for me i'm I'm very fortunate like i work where i work and i have the skills and the mentorship that i need to get through moments like this where if i feel insufficient i know like i can go to mentors and they can you know give me the support that i require but like you have to learn as a person to dominate the season that you occupy in your life. Some people will sprint through certain goals and objectives that are set, especially in the career, like in the legal career, let's say. In your legal career, people will sprint through certain objectives. Others will walk. Others, you know, will crawl. So for you, you have to, you have to sit down and ask yourself, this season in my life, what are the things that I'm doing 
that are giving me the growth that I need? Am I growing in a way that I can look at myself and value myself outside of this failure, outside of this mm. confusion as to where I am right now um, when it comes to this specific issue? So I kind of gave myself that talk, like, you know, you're dominating this season of your life in the way that you're supposed to. It might not be in the way that you expected, but it's, mm. you're definitely dominating this season of your life. There's no way mm. you can cast that in doubt. And you shouldn't allow that negative feeling of failure to permeate into other things in your life. So just like, mm. shut that off. So that was when mm. I didn't feel man enough. Mm. Like when I felt mm. like a feeling of insufficiency, a feeling of, um, t- of just total loss. Like, I'm just like at a loss. Mm. I just didn't know what to do. It's like I'm a day in the headlights. Mm. Okay, what do I do next? Mm. So let's hope that it goes soon because um, I can't say what it is on mm. camera, but I just hope that what it goes soon because I'm just bloody tired of it. Mm. Like, so yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that's, yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing that you actually could like say that. Um, it's crazy that, you know, the first instinct for a guy is that because you know when, when girls you know it's crazy when a girl feels like it may be in their life they're not where they want to be they don't attribute that to being more of a woman yeah but as a guy your success literally is directly linked a lot of the time to how you feel as a man yeah that's true. and i think yeah it's crazy and i think a perfect <laughs> it's going to be like i'm going to respond and you're going to realize just how parallel this is because my one i've written it down here um it's literally exactly the same as you so that when you were saying that i was like i can't believe the same thing that i was attributing to my manlyhood is the same thing you've just said yeah which is where am i what am i doing um um that's what i'm like when you were explaining was like are you serious it's the same thing so my one exactly the same it was that moment of what am i doing with my life and i think the reason i'm glad we're saying this is because maybe a lot of people watch man talk follow us and they assume you know, even though we're doing what we're doing, we're good. Like, we're like, yeah, I'm perfect. I'm right where I need to be. It's so much easier said than done. Like, we can even sit here and be like, guys, you know, we should do this. But we're works in progress at the moment as well. Like, real, like, real live at the moment. We're young guys going through these stages. But at the same time, trying to do, like, something that is of service and we can, we can bring some sort of value, even though we're trying to add value to our own lives. Um, so my, my moment where I didn't feel man enough was that I, it was a few months ago as well and i sat down and then i assessed because at a certain point in my life i had several avenues i can go down and you know when you've been going down this avenue for a while yeah. and then you're like you've got to a certain stage and you're like you look at the other ones and you think that one could have been much further progressed if i didn't take this path and i remember the phone call we had about this and my yeah. I, i've not been as really open to you but i had the same moment um even like coming back to the uk it's a, it's a lot, like coming back for a bit and then be like, ah, oh, what am I doing? I mean, I've, I've extended my stay quite a bit because of several things. Have I made the right choice doing this? Have I made, because I've made a couple very like key choices and it's like, what am I, am I actually doing the right thing? And then with me as well, you obviously compare. We always are going to say on man talk that comparison is a thief of joy. You shouldn't do it. But at the same time, we're human beings and we measure up yeah. all the time. And so I'll sit down and I'll look at my dad, right? And I think to my dad, I think of like what my dad had done by then. By 18, he'd got himself a scholarship. He was in another country on like a diplomatic scholarship. He was making a ton of money, came back at 20, was an engineer, manager. And then I look and I'm 28. And although I have to actually go in my head and go, no, you've done some good stuff. 
But sometimes you, you're looking and you're like, I don't think I have in comparison to maybe my dad or in comparison to maybe somebody else. Um, so for me, yeah, I had that moment. And then ironically, the way that that got me out, the way, the way I got out of that space is actually having a conversation with my dad. And he, I expressed basically all of this to him. And he said to me, um, you know, African dads, they love an analogy. They absolutely love an analogy. He says, Aisha, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, he doesn't even talk like that. <laughs> no, he doesn't even talk. No, he basically said, you know, no, he said, um, of course, you're going to roll your eyes when you hear this analogy, because of course, this is what he chose. But he says, you know, Elijah, in nature, you have rivers (laughs) and you have dams. And he says, (laughs) and he said, sometimes you'll see somebody's river going really fast and they're making waves. And they're going and it's making a lot of noise. Um, and then yours is just, you know, dripping, 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 kidogo, dripping, dripping. And it builds up, builds up. But after a certain point, if you've been putting in the work, you've been just consistently just drip, drip, drip. At one point it will burst and you just go right past that person. And you'll be, or you'll be right parallel where you need to be. So if you still had to get to a certain place at a certain speed, you'll get there. But your process was to build up and then explode and go. Yeah. So he said, don't, when you are Adam, do not look at the river and think I should be running fast. He says, just keep, <laughs> keep, just keep doing the drips. And I was like, that's so true. Yeah. So, um, yeah, everyone's, everyone's part. And so also to uh, guys that are, because the whole point of this is to help other guys. Like if you're ever looking at me or ever looking at Oscar, or ever look at another guy, just know, and we are saying this about the Drake album. Like Drake is at the top of his game and he's still saying, I was going through depression. He's still saying I needed my homie 40 to come and get me when I'm in a dark place. He's the only person that knows. So it doesn't matter what level you're playing at. You are a human being. I saw Diddy the other day post on his story. on his He burst, he deleted all of his posts the other week. So he deleted everything of his Instagram. He started afresh. And you know, he's been doing like the love thing. He's, he's a positive guy. He's always dancing. You look at his house, you're like, what? And, but he was saying like, and he, I was, I was like so thankful that he did this. He was on his story and he was like, now he sat there, his barber's doing this, he's getting his nails done. And he's just like, you know, I was going for a hard week last week. I went through depression. Uh, I had a really tough week. And you may think, you know, Diddy, you've got all of this money, but it's real. Like I can't explain it, but I still get the same feeling that I got when I was maybe broke. Right. And I still, I still go through that even as Diddy. Yeah. You know? And then he obviously, then he went and did like this Milan thing. He said he felt much better, but. He does it at that level. Me and Oscar, in comparison to those people, we're ants, right? We're on our own path. And you might be looking at Oscar, you might be looking at thing. you might be even better than us, but you listen to man talk, but every man goes through that thing. So don't ever let that affect your masculinity. But also be kind when you do feel like yeah. it is. Because like, it's very hard on yeah, yourself. I, I also think yeah. like this is also something that society has contributed a lot to. Because, like, mm. you know, men are not assessed by necessarily who they are. They are, necess- they are assessed by mm. what they provide. You get what I mean? And, mm. and like, that's mm. something that mm. us guys know. Like, that's something that's at the back of your head. Like, you know that if you're, not, if you're not achieving a certain level of competence, a certain level of skill, then the way society mm. values you is m- extremely diminished. Um, but something that mm. gave me a lot of encouragement is the fact that, you know, most people know... Um, most people know, uh, know, know success from the basis of sharpening just one skill. 
So you take one skill and then you you master it. You become an absolute animal at it. And then like, you know, that's when the money starts to chase mm. you, the reputation because of the work you've done over time. Today, society has changed. Society has changed completely. Mm-hmm. Society has completely turned that on its head. It's not just about having one skill. It's about having a set of skills that are complementary. It's about like, listen, if you're, let's say, a doctor, you, you, you might achieve yeah. success as a surgeon. Um, and you'll do very, very well. But if you're a doctor, let's say, who also like plays in a band, and also, you know, like, you know, if there's more complementary skills, a doctor who also is, let's say, running a, a Medicare startup. You know what yeah. I mean? Like those, somebody who's created a complementary set of skills, um, that person tends to like contribute a lot more in our generation than somebody who's just doing one specific thing. So if you're in a situation like, I mean, when it comes to like a profession where there are certain, there are certain levels that you need to, ach- there are certain skills that you need to sharpen, um, always sit down and remember that you're, you might be differently enabled. You might be good at, let's say, for me in my case, like law, but you're also good at, let's say, creating content. You also have a good creative brain. Mm-hmm. If you use both skills and put yourself together, you differentiate yourself completely from everyone else. So while everyone else is trying to, you know, you know, they're fantastic litigants, fantastic contractors, they're, fa- they're very good at those specific lines of practice. You might find that because you've managed to gel two things, you will be actually achieve much more success than you even expect um, when you mm. um, participate in the same field. So that's something that really like got me out of it because I was like, yo, um, I've done cybersecurity, I've done finance, I've done tech, and now I'm doing content. Like, calm down, mm. like, bro, like, Relax, mm. like you're not. Mm. Relax, you're mm. you're panicking for nothing. Just yeah. calm down. So yeah. like that that really yeah. like switched me back on because maybe the problem wasn't the fact that um, I've not necessarily been successful. It's just the fact that I've been successful in a way that I didn't predict. Mm. You get what I mean? That's exactly the same. Exactly, yeah. bro. Exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's so true. That's so true. Um, so yeah, I hope that's I hope that's helped someone. Yeah. Um, um, the next question. Do you want to do the next one? I will do the next question. Oh, this is a tough one. Why? Oh, you came up with this. This is a tough one. This Justin Baldoni guy does not play. I, okay, you ready? Yeah. Hey, this is a tough one. Yeah. Hey, this, guys, uh, I'm seeing these questions for the first time. In case you're wondering, this is a tough one. <laughs> Alright. So, yeah, the team went ham on this. What does being a man mean to you? Okay. Oof. Okay. <laughs> do you know? Do you know? Yeah. Okay. To me. So I think. I think being a man. Do you know what it is? Okay. 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 Got it. So, I was thinking about this as always in the shower, where the best the, the best thoughts come, right? Um. Because I was listening to something that's, that was talking about the development of your brain. Trust me, we're going to get to the why, why I'm saying this. Uh, so they were saying that obviously the brain is like fully developed once you get to 26. That's when your, your brain's actually finished uh, like developing, right? And you're, you've actually managed to get to that certain level. And then, um, I don't know if anyone believes in this, but, you know, the, I, is it lunar cycles? But every seven years, your body has like a chemical, uh, a chemical shift as well, right? So every, every seven years of your life. And then I was looking at my, my, my mindset, my like brain, like the way my life has gone. Every seven years, there's always something significant that happens. And 
I realized at 26, 27, 25, actually 25, 26 for me, my, my idea of being a man completely changed. And I reached another level of comfortability that I know is going to change again in another seven. I mean, when I'm older, it's going to change again. It's in constant evolution, it's a journey. But my idea of being a man completely changed because, and it's something I'm still working on to be fair, and I'll say what it is. When you're, when you're younger, it's very hard for you to stand alone and actually have a think about what you feel, not what you're being told to feel, right? So a lot of the time you can have friends and you turn, you're always influenced, but I feel like you're influenced so much more and you turn into somebody that you want those people to like, or you want those people to uh, like respect. So a lot of the time when I was younger, uh, it's the word you love using, I was doing a lot of posturing, right? Um, I was really... I, I was acting let's let's put it that way i was acting to be a certain guy but when i when with the only the, per, the reason i felt um why i think i felt more manly after 26 is because i felt like i could be like eli like i could be elijah and be unapologetic in what i like and in what i feel about something so the reason this comes to my definition of what i think masculinity is i think it's freedom for me, I think I think masculinity is freedom. And it ties into what you said about the lion and the lamb. It's being able to be so confident in what you are, to be so confident in what you are, um, that regardless of the situation, you feel free to say, no, I feel this. Or you feel free to be like, no, I'm upset. You feel you feel free to be, you know, that that lion and be aggressive or go to Afghanistan. Like you feel like you can literally you have the capability to be you in any any scenario. Because I think a lot of insecurity comes when you haven't had a word of yourself, you haven't sat alone with who you are, and then you go to certain scenarios and you try to morph into somebody that you think that scenario needs. There's a place for that. There's a place for that in a, in a, in a professional sense. There's a place for that in different areas. But it still should be a version of you. And you should be able to sit there afterwards and be like, yeah, I'm comfortable with how I acted or how I would have come across or how I expressed myself. Because I'm so confident in who I am as a man, as an individual. Um, and in my masculinity that I can, I can be that person where I am. So being a man for me is being, is being free because that, that goes for a range of, you know, being free. Like recently, I'm only able to now sit down and say to, um, my parents or my sister, like, I'm sad. Like before I could never do it. I would probably just go somewhere, act out, do something else. But now I can just say, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling good. And that's, I feel like that's such a hard thing, especially for a man to do. So if you can challenge that and be able to go to that place and be strong enough you're to say freer. I'm hurting you're freer than yeah then I think you, you, yeah you're, then you're freer than the other guy that would have to go oh, no I'm good that's the guy that guy's hurting yeah. yeah 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 and I think we see that well as well in a lot of and, it, and honestly I started listening to less music that was associated with a lot of toxic masculinity there's still a place for it reflecting and stuff there's still a place where you want it but like if we look at say some of the stuff 50 was saying like 57 was saying some of the stuff like um, even Kanye was saying back in the day, it's so toxic, it's so negative in terms of, and you can just see it so much again. Your word posturing, uh, like with hip hop and stuff. So, like I'm saying, I'm not saying I hate hip. I'm saying when I look at you know, I was trying to be those people. Like in my mind, I was like, nah, because fifty fifty cents said this, right? So I was so easily influenced. I wasn't being who I was. Um, so yeah, for me, it's it's that freedom to be able to do what. Yeah, and, and also, and also, you have your freedom of opinion. 
like what you've just said right now exactly because you see yeah because yeah. you're you've you've kind of reached that place where you've reached that place where you're like i know who i am i know exactly what mm. my values are as much as i'm listening to this mm. music it doesn't really affect me as much yeah i just want to do this you know i just just want to you know that's it yeah, i just want to do yeah but that's what yeah that's what being a man means to me Fire. Uh, that's a good yeah. that's a hey, mm. actually very interesting thank you thank you freedom is you yeah. said it i was like wait it's freedom yeah guys wow it's yeah. uh, guys thank podcasting you, you, with you. this guy is really tough <laughs> now now look now i have to come up with... <laughs> <laughs> look upon you <laughs> nah, look, look 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 at this guy all right um very yeah, what does what does being a man mean to you bro I've been asking myself that question the moment you asked me. Like the moment I asked the question came out of my mouth when I asked you my mind mm. was like okay Oscar what does it mean to you? And I, and I and it's a very what does let me read it again guys so that you can understand just the levels at which was what does being a man mean to you? That's mm. a tough question. And and the thing is it's not to society it's to you yeah, like that, that's subjective. That's yeah, it's a Yeah, yeah. I I am a I'm a mix of a number of things as a person and I'm very clear as to what that mix is. You know there's you know I come mm. from a family that really values education. I also come from a family mm. that really values heritage and I also have a bit of a religious perspective in terms of I also come from a family that's very grounded in Christianity and religion. And then there's also the side of me that comes from Nairobi. <laughs> you know and the definitions of what a man is in this fantastic city of ours which is very interesting mm. um the definition of masculinity when it comes to when i think about it from my perspective what being a man means to me is is an enlightened person like enlightenment if i was to pick one word it would be enlightenment mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. um an enlightened person is compassionate because they understand what everyone around them is going through an enlightened person like an enlightened a man is enlightened basically he is also competent because in his field you know he adds brings real value um a man is also spiritually in touch with himself and this is something i'm really working hard towards in terms of making sure that like i understand where everyone's perspective is because you know you can you can sit down and have a multiplicity of um a multiplicity of emotions so like i mean sorry a multiplicity of religions and people and personalities mm. and that yeah. that group of people when you meet all these different people you have to learn to empathize with them you have to learn to understand their point of view so the most effective men i've ever met all have that open mindedness all have that knowledgeable um capacity all have that social skill um to be able to you know mm. bring people together they also and one of the consequences of enlightenment is leadership so you find that because you're the most because you understand a lot you also understand yourself you also understand other people and people gravitate towards that they gravitate towards people who feel like home you know what i mean and the most enlightened the most enlightened of us um the most enlightened people if they happen to be men when they are men beautiful things tend to happen it's not you know the world the world has given us a narrative where um as men you know we've been portrayed as these people who are base um who are classless and crass whereas that's just like the city girls <laughs> yeah that's not necessarily the truth you know some of us actually are trying to pursue a level of 
personal you know development and comp and social competence and economic competence that actually mm. brings value to other people's lives the fact that as a man mm. i can when i come into your life i bring real value and when i leave mm. you know you sit down and go like yeah i learned something from that person just that i feel mm. like if i was to sum up mm. what i'm trying to say with a lot of words is mm. if i achieve a level of enlightenment where as a man i'm able to sit down and like contribute to people's lives i'll be very proud of myself in whatever way that i do yeah. it i'll be very proud of myself of course there's that competitive beast in me that wants to be elon musk but just you know touching people's lives and mm. them leaving my space feeling refreshed that they've learned something and even and even if they don't feel refreshed the lesson will come to them later just that ability mm. yeah i feel like yeah. that is what a man means to me an enlightened like a place of enlightenment being masculine is a place of enlightenment mm. a place of stability a place where problems go to die yeah. basically <laughs> mm. yeah mm. so yeah mm. do how's your how's your journey been in that sense in terms of becoming more uh, sort of enlightened okay. I, I, I feel like i don't feel like i i i know as i've been told on set <laughs> i know i know i know the fact that I co- that constant need to challenge myself and to achieve the next level and to achieve a higher level has put me in a place where my own personal development is in that place right now like so mm. my journey through life has always been I think I know and then I don't I think I know and then I don't I think you know because we never Same. really know Same. I th- I we never Same. really know what life truly is because it's such a mystery and we never have all of the facts because human beings are limited we are limited in mm. terms of what we see and mm. how we think but we are unlimited when it comes to our potential and that pot- that human potential is what i'm trying to grasp every day like i'm trying to unleash mm. just a little bit every day just a little bit more just mm. incrementally over mm. time i'll be able to build mm. let's say a life and a body of work that i can look back at and say as a man like i've grown in one two three four ways i'm more empathetic I'm I'm more in touch with myself. Mm. I am much mm. more when it comes to financial stability that's a game I won a, a long time ago because people chase me for value. Mm. Um so yeah, I think day by day my response to that is day by day it's a day by day thing. Like your dad said, it's like that drip in the dam every day. Because mm. mm. I don't know what yeah. does. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't sit here and tell people that um the journey to being a man is easy and that we wake up and it's just like no it's not it's not we have to fight ourselves we have to fight our own doubts we have to fight our own insecurities mm. our own need to be validated and then step into a world where mm-hmm. we are meant to you know create as much value as we can and then come back and then repeat the next day often without a compliment so mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so often without acknowledge often quite often without any acknowledgement or any oh i see you and i think you're doing a good job um it's not me but of course you did yeah yeah, yeah. you it's, it's expected like yeah. you just expected to live life like that so that's mm. that's my response to that that's point. amazing that's profound bro that really yeah 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 and i think i think you've been doing that like i yeah i've personally known you for like what two years two now years, yeah. just over two years i've seen but your your growth in that aspect as well so yeah thank you very much
Um, if you check yeah. my wardrobe, it's also <laughs> it's also <Yeah>. suffering <laughs> from my relationship with Eli. Uh, now suddenly I'm wearing coats, hoodies, <laughs> snapbacks. <laughs> and I've noticed this season as well. You said no games this season. Nah, you, you know. said I don't know what changed. I don't know who had a chat. I don't know what happened. Nah, listen, you just listen, just, bra, bra. Listen, yeah. listen. I'm getting there. I'm getting there day by day. Yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so I'll ask the final question. Go. Of uh of this masculinity one. This one is very this this one's this is a big one. No, this let me this, let this me ask. Oh one. my god, no, let me ask this question. This is me asking. Yeah, because I talked last, it's you who's going to ask the question. Thank you and good night. Uh yes, because I know I know you want to attempt to think. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. This guy. Let me just pose you a question real quick, Oscar. Let me just uh let me just, uh, let me just, uh, let me just, uh, just just come with me, come with me, come with me. <laughs> this guy. Hey. Anyway, here's a question. Guys, if you're listening to this to us on podcast, um, you're missing out when it comes to the visuals. This is this I feel like this episode is going to be such a vibe, even without seeing the edits. Um, I've had a good time. I've had a I, really good time, yeah. I can't lie. I would Justin yeah. Baldori, if you see this, the African men are really enjoying what you're doing. This is crazy. Yeah. This is this is crazy. All right, next question. When <clears throat> my sister just my sister just whispered in the background everyone's know. enjoying watching him uh when he's an attractive male he's an attractive male no we, you're not going to say you're not going to say that on camera on this podcast please kindly when when eli eli I, come back when when <clears throat> i see i'm telling you you're buying a lot of time and i'm giving it to you when when is the last time you cried Question mark. When is the last time you cried? Question mark. Go. <laughs> yeah, that's a very comfortable question, isn't it? Very comfortable. How do they do this in America? How do they do this? <laughs> no, they're good. They're good. Like, bro, you know, like, one time. Yeah. No, let me, let me, let me. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> There's, there's, there's one time, bro. Like, oh my god! Like a brick, bro. Yeah. Like, okay, let me just, Okay, last time I cried. Last time I cried. I cried this question. My gosh. Okay. Okay. So there's. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell you. I just thought I'm gonna actually tell you. <laughs> You're actually going okay. to. Okay. I'm time. gonna actually tell you. There's two. There's two. Let's go. And there's two. <laughs> okay. One go. It was last week. <laughs> okay, go, go. I Jesus, we were talking. It wasn't full on tears. Yeah. It was, you know, hot eyes. Your eyes get hot. Do you know when they're just hot? Almost like a. Uh, yeah, right there, right there. Uh, yeah. So here's what happened. So I was listening to. I cried listening to a podcast, bro. Yeah. So my friend said to me, he goes, Eli. You need to listen to this episode. Like you need to listen to this episode. Okay, who, who's whose podcast? Who's this? Who's... It, was, it was a drawing tears. It, you know, it was a it was a Joe Rogan podcast, and he had it was the guest. <laughs> you cried from a guest. Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was the guest. It wasn't Joe. It was the guest. Let's hear. It. Let's hear. It. Say Joe like he's my friend. Um, so yeah, basically, he had this lady on Miss Park, right? Uh, she had. She's uh, from North Korea. Mm. 
Um, but her her first name is I don't I hate when his first name is hard to pronounce. It's just I de- I haven't written it down, yeah. so I don't want to say. It and then so, but her name is Miss Park, right? Um, it begins with a Y, Yomi or something. Um, so she she came on the podcast and she was telling her story. Mm. Uh, if anyone's familiar with North Korea, it's Yon Mi Park. Yeah, Yon Mi Park. Yon Mi Park. Okay, Yon Mi Park. Thanks, Bags. Give her respect, man. Yeah. So um so yeah so she she was on the podcast talking about her journey um coming to America from North Korea that journey and the tales that she was telling you can't not cry. to be fair I cried at the end because I I'll take like an hour if I'm telling the story but footnotes is she for context so imagine you're so oppressed that you're you've never known what it feels like to have a full stomach you've seen a kid with their intestines out the back begging for food barely hanging on to life you see dead bodies at the train stations every day cold and it's normal and you're numb to it your mom accepts to get get raped in front of you so you don't get raped um you you cross a desert for 24 hours to get to South Korea, if you stop, if you physically stop, you'll die because you'll freeze. That's how, not, yeah, it was a desert, but it was a winter or something. Yeah, like tundra. In, in tundra. This part of the world. Yeah. yeah, the tundra, yeah. So if you stop, you'll freeze. You've got a ba- you're carrying a baby with you. Um, your dad gets put into prison. You're, you're seeing kids eat rats that have been feeding off of dead bodies. Then that kid dies, and then now the rat eats the kid. That's the cycle that happens because of starvation um you eat grasshoppers and you cook them with the lighters then she's telling her journey her journey there then she gets to like south korea imagine you don't understand the concept of i you don't have a word for i you don't have a word for love um i'm really trying to do footnotes it's not doing it justice the story is just heartbreaking then you get to yeah south korea you like cram you get education or you get recruited by like a christian cult to be able to get you across the border uh, then you get across the border and then uh, you're then sold as a sex slave to somebody. Uh, and then you, you, again, you still don't have, you can't comprehend love. You don't know what I am. You Then you have to learn a language, crash. Then you end up in Columbia University when you get to America. How? You get a degree. You get a degree. You, what? you read, is it 300 books? Was it 300 books in a year or something? Like it was, she just crammed the language. She would read so much that she would die, not die, she would like pass out from exhaustion, get rushed to ER because she hasn't comprehended that you need to eat because she's so used to being hungry. Um, then uh, obviously her father dies, etc. And the long story short, the reason I cried, it wasn't even when she was telling the stories, is she's told all of that. And then that story as well, on the world stage, no one talks about North Korea in depth. It's just the little things here. And there, there's so much unseen tragedy there that at the end of the podcast this is when i was like oh god i was like at the end of the podcast um joe rogan says oh thank you for coming on and she said no 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 no. you don't understand thank you for giving me a chance to actually say these stories and people to hear and this is what she said she says when i was crossing that desert and there was a 90 this is 70 percent chance you'll die you're like you go there thinking I might die because you don't have a, you, you've got a compass that's the only thing you've got to give you directions she said when I was in that desert and I realized there's a high chance I'll die because they said death comes in waves so when you start to feel tired you're not tired you're dying 
So if you give in to the tiredness, you'll die. So she was like, when one of them was coming over me and I was starting to feel drowsy knowing that I'm going if I don't keep moving, I realised even if I die now, no one will ever know I existed. No one will ever know my family exists. No one will ever know the pain that we've gone through and it's going to keep on going. She said, the fact that I've made it to this podcast and I'm telling you this story, I'm telling you about my dad, I'm telling you about my mum, it means so much to me even if nothing happens because somebody has heard and felt compassion for somebody that never thought they'll ever feel that or anyone would ever think about them. The fact that I'm telling this story and you're hearing about those dead bodies, they're getting airtime and that doesn't happen in the world just because of the way it's, that's a whole other topic, but then she started crying, like, just thank you for hearing our voices. Because when I was dying, I realised I'm, I'm not even a story. But now I'm a story worth telling and people listen to it. I was gone. Now, nah, I was gone. I was like, Whoa! you know, it's, yeah. yeah, I recommend listening to that podcast because afterwards I was just sat there and I was so grateful for my life. I've never been more grateful for my life. Yeah, I, I was like, it was like a shock. Uh, she also went on the Jordan Peterson podcast, told a similar story, but those are just footnotes. Um, but it was, it blew my mind. So that's the last time I cried. Um, ah, Jesus. Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. That, it's yeah, that's, heavy. yeah. Compassion, it's compassion draws heavy. more tears from men than most people yeah. know. Yeah. 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 And I think I only was allowed to do it because I was on my own in the car. <laughs> if I was with someone, I wouldn't have cried. That's what's crazy. I wouldn't have cried. But I was alone and I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I would have teared up. I would have teared up. Yeah, I would have teared up. That's a tough um, one. Yeah. Then the the other one, last time I cried, is when I was going for a really hard time a good few months ago. And then my mum and my sister asked me, are you okay? And I went, <laughs> my sister's laughing. But they, because you know, you know people, you know when they ask you and they don't accept the answer of, I'm fine. They don't accept that answer and they go, no, 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 no. Like, sit down. And then you're like, <clears throat> and you go, <clears throat> no. <clears throat> you, you keep no it's uh it's just this you know and you try to make excuses you try to like pivot no you know i'm just in a little bit of this and they're like no 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 no, no. are you okay are you okay and i was like no and i went and i went so yeah that was the that was the last time i cried jesus christ yeah dude you cry a lot yeah i'm just gonna say it <laughs> That one was, that one was, it was, the reason I cried that time, it felt like, you know, like when you have a weight. Yeah. I think it was to do with, it was, I had such a weight and I was trying to now, and I couldn't, and I was like, trying to figure out a way to say it and I couldn't even, and I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, it just, it, the, the, the emotions just came out in tears. It's just, yeah, yeah, that's the last time, that's the last time I cried. My sister's laughing at you on camera, you, were, you made it happen. <laughs> So yeah, I, yeah. It was pr- pressure, and then also compassion. Those are two things. Five. Right. That's yeah. how I cried. You know, some when of I was co- born, this uh... I came, when I came out, and I cried shit. <laughs> the nurse told me I said when, and that was it. I said, <laughs> <laughs> so, nah, nah, man, like the I don't cry. I don't. I, I don't cry often. I, I'll give I'll give that. Like, I know, bro. My name's Oscar. Uh, I know, I know. It's not that. Like I just don't. I just like I just don't. But the truth about it is, I'll give you. I'm I'm trying to go back. Like when was the last time? Like I actually came to tears. Um, 
and the most memorable time at which I was crying uncontrollably, I and I couldn't help myself, and I was even laughing at myself. Is um, I remember the exact moment when it happened. I have a very close friend of mine who's who's um, who, who's now a mom, and she's 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 you know she she's seen me through a lot of stuff. So the, this time of my life was easily the darkest, worst, most. Literally, I only like the Oscar who's sitting here today would not have been here if those if I didn't go through that experience. And I remember she asked me, um, she asked me the same question. Like, so I gave her the car to drive because she noticed that at that time of my life I was partying a lot and stuff. Um, and she said, and she looked at me and asked me, like, um, are you okay? Just like you. And now I realize. <sighs> And I remember just the moment when she asked me that and all of the emotion just left. Like, it's like, I was, it's like, have you ever, I don't know, have you ever been so in so much pain and grief that someone, mm. it's like you're seeing yourself cry. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if it makes sense. Like, mm. yeah. it's like you're, no. you're having an out of body experience because like of just how much mm. shock um, and pain that you're going through at that time. And I remember asking myself like, what I don't understand, the one question I had is, what I don't understand is why. I just don't understand why. I don't see the justice in all this. And now that I'm slightly older, I understand like what happened at that stage in my life and why it had to go that way. But like at that stage, when you have someone or something that's, that's very precious to you and it's taken away from you and you've tried, you've literally pushed, you've, you've tried everything you possibly can to not have that situation go away, to not like have that thing taken away from you, not, ha- not have that opportunity taken away from you. Um, I wept like a baby, like I wept. I wept, I w- it was like an hour of just weeping. You know that part for the Bible where it says Jesus wept? I wept, Oscar, I wept. Let me tell you, I wept. Hey, I cried for like a whole, it was such a tough time. It was such a tough time. Like, I, I such a tough time. Um, and when I finished crying, I'll never forget, like, I said thank you. It's such a weird thing. Like, you know, most people, when you cry, like, this is how you know your homies are real ones. Be, just watch who's around you in the middle of hell. When you're walking in hell, because you will experience hell in your life at least once. Hell, most people expect hell to be... A place that's um, like, like a place that's like when you die you visit it. No, hell is not a place you see when you die. You will know hell when you're on earth. Like that woman from North Korea. Hell exists on earth. Like there are certain situations that will happen in your life that you just don't expect to happen, and that will just make you break down completely. So I remember like, and the people who are around you. Um, who hold you and stick by you, that's where real friendships are forged. Real friendships are not forged when everything is sweet or candy. It's that situation. So I remember I cried and I told, her, her name is Mary, and I told Mary, thank you. Just for being there. Because at that point, I don't know where my mind could have taken me. So, yeah, 20, 20 eight, 17, I think, 2017. And I told Mary, thank mm. you. And ever since that day, that, that friend of mine has been one of the closest people in my life.
So shout out to you, mate, if you hear this. I cried and told someone, thank you. <laughs> hey, wonders will never cease. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it's so like? Like you said, it's that that build up, um, and then having the one channel to release, like given that one opportunity to finally, and then yeah, I'm I telling you, hear yeah, you and like, having that friend. Yeah, that it. one, like you know, it's not many. You know, you won't find that opportunity with many mm. people. Um, but mm. the friends who've seen me cry, and and they all come from most of my friends. A lot of them. Who have kept really close to me come from that phase of my life where there was a lot of confusion and i was just a very confused young man like absolute everything was just going too fast i was you know i was in a situation where um something i really genuinely cared about totally and completely was going and there was nothing on earth i could do to change it and i remember that you know like i'm trying to look for answers as everywhere in every book you know that you know that thing that that arrogant thing you do where like you try and find all of the answers you want to by yourself. You find all of the answers mm. and then the, desp- the despair sets in. The fact that you now know mm. that there is absolutely nothing that you can do about it. That you're going to have to occupy mm. that new reality of um, I'm not that person who I thought I was. Um, that job that I thought I was going to work with, that's not there. That relationship that I thought I was going to have, that's not there. Now I have to step into my life as a completely new person. Like I have to completely reinvent and reorient myself. That plan I had made is not going to be the plan. I have to come up with a different plan and I have to do it on my own. And that's, you know, that fear of, that, that absolute fear of like uncertainty. That absolute, like, you know, that total fear of I have no control. And you know, this is coming from someone whose entire life they have been in control. Um, mm. And at that stage of my life, you know, I was I was quite young, so I lost a job, and I lost a relationship. In one like in in one calendar, in like three months, it was like a four month period. And I'm telling you, um, and at that time, I was like, um, I didn't even go to law school at that point because I was like, I, I was earning more than everyone, so I was like, I just don't, I just don't think I want to. You know, I just don't think I want to go back to law school and, and go through that because I just, like I was in a business. I was actually in a business and understood what was going on. And I'm telling you, at that low point in my life, I, you know, I, like at that completely low point in my life, when that friend asked me, how are you feeling? Are you okay? I've noticed that you've been just going crazy. It, I had an out-of-body experience. It's like, my, it's like my soul went and sat at the back of the car while I was weeping like mm. a baby because I just mm. didn't know. And every and you know, the worst thing about it is the environment I was in at the time wasn't like this, where like, you know, like where, what we're trying to create for Mantok. There was no Mantok where there are guys who are trying to be empathetic. Mm. There was all, it was all macho. Oh, you know, <laughs> when you go through these things in life, it's probably because, uh, you know, it was all macho. So like mm. in my mind, all of it's the information that's coming back to me is information to do with all the information that's coming back to me is information to do with like this failure is because of you. Mm. Yeah. You get what I mean? It and I'm like, what yeah, mean? where is the justice in all this? Where is the fairness? Mm. Where is the, you know, mm. then, but ever since that day, uh, and ever since I went through that experience, it was a commitment that I'm going to put as much distance as I can. Like, I'd never forget that moment. Like, when I was done crying, she was like, now that you've let it out, you need to make a decision. You have to actually start living a life that's yours. 
Mm. Yeah. A friend. Yeah, you have to actually start living a life that's yours. Don't live a life that everyone wants or watches. No, live a life that's yours. And ever since that moment, it's been, it's been like five, six years since that day I made the commitment that this is never happening again. Like, if it happens, mm. if it happens, I'll be ready. But this, I'll never be in a situation mm. where, like, I'm going to not grow from this because the sacrifice, the tax I have paid for this feeling right now is way too high for it not to have any value. Yeah. Wow. And after that, like, wow. like everything in my life just turned around. Like, everything. Like, like you know, I did to quote Kanye West, but like a hurricane. Everything just... Uh, <laughs> so everything just changed. So that was the last time, I think, yeah. I can say I cried. When, yeah. yeah, that day, and I let it all out. And ever since... Ever since, so shout out to you, Mary. You oh, mean the world. You've never cried a tear since. Never shed a tear since. Nah, nah. The rest, no. After, nah, after, after that, after that experience, everything else is chicken. You know, you know, had had like hot eyes. Cause I don't know if I don't know the last time I wept. Yeah. The last few years, it's just been like you know, hot eyes. You yeah. haven't had any hot eyes. It's just. <sighs> it's shock. Most of the things that happen these days is just shocking. It's like. <laughs> Mm. Whoa! Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeesh, that's oh. tough. But okay. yeah, after, no, after that, like, but Mad. the the Mad. for real, there's nothing more painful than for for someone than having the entire reality shifted in the moment. Mm. Especially when you peg it on things that are like you know sinking sand. Things change like this. So like, humans are sinking sand. Yeah, we don't peg it on humans. Humans are the worst. Uh, no, not just humans. Like even like career experience, you know, mm, um, competence. No, no, no. That can all be taken mm. away from you. Don't mm. peg your identity on things that, yeah. like, can be taken. You have to peg your identity on yourself, mm. and everything will just grow around yeah. that. Yeah. Big facts. Big facts. Big facts. No, man. Thanks for sharing. That's 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 deep. Yeah. That's deep. And um, there's probably a lot of guys that are about to have that crying moment, and they would have heard maybe you say that and say, wait, oh, because now there is something like man talk to say. No. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's and fine. yeah, and it's, it's and it's and don't turn to this is another thing I should think I should warn. Be very careful of what of who you speak to when you're in that phase of your life. Be very mm-hmm. like I don't think there's you see, you went to your sister and your mother. I yeah. I went to a friend who's a lifelong friend. I won't sit here and lie that I didn't go to people who didn't have my best interests at heart, who had you know. I want people who, you know, at that phase of my life who are just like destructive and were happy to enjoy watching somebody destroy themselves. Yeah. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? So be very careful. Yeah. And some yeah. yeah, and sometimes they're not they're not bad people, but they're just you know, you know friendship management system? They're just not bad people, but they're just not meant for that time. Yeah. They're just you know not for that they're time. They're just not meant because they can't yeah. they're not for that yeah, time. Yeah, because like they can your friends at that stage can really push you over the edge. The people in my life today, the people in my life today who mm. survived are like are the ones who I made a lot of my lifelong friendships with. So amazing. Yeah. So yeah. Right. So shout out to the squad. Yeah. You know yourselves. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Tactical team. Yeah. Tactical, Tactical team. team. Um brother, we've gone yeah, we yeah, we've done some time today. We've done some time, but I think that it was needed. It was needed. Yeah. Um I think I want us to we didn't do it last episode. I want us to just end within like a minute saying one thing that people should watch so we'll call it like the man talk share or the man talk mentions right just one thing you can recommend for somebody that you've seen this week or read or like you like yeah the man talk the man talk plug yeah man talk plug man talk plug yeah Yeah. let us know in the comments it can be man talk plug man talk uh, mentions man talk mentions 
or man talk shit. Yeah, man talk plug or man talk mentions. Do those two. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know in the comments. But yeah, what do you what would you want to? The the share? thing I want to recommend um, is there's a book uh, that I've been listening to by um, Steve Anderson called um, The Basil Letters. Let me make sure I get that right because it's right here on my phone. Um, if you guys don't mind, I just don't I don't want to miss it. Um, where is uh, Rebecca? Rebecca, yes, I texted her that. It is the Bezos Letters by Stephen Anderson or S. Anderson. Um, I suggest that you go to check that book out. It really shows you what Jeff Bezos was thinking. It's a business book. What Jeff Bezos was thinking when he was um, like briefing his staff as to what the future of Amazon is going to look like. So, and this was all starts all the way from 1999. You'll be shocked at the amount of insight you can get from just reading. Um, Jeff Bezos's letters and having a professional breakdown to you, like the philosophies and principles that come up with his business concepts. So, watch that. I think mm-hmm. um, go listen, take a look um, at that podcast. Um, not podcast, sorry, at that book on. It's available on Audible. It's also available on Amazon mm-hmm. through Kindle, um, and I'm sure a bookshop mm-hmm. in Nairobi. Which bookshop? I don't know, but <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go check it yeah, out. One of them. Yeah, one of them. So that's yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. hookup for today. That's my plug. Okay. You? Okay. Um, so here's the thing. There's either I can either go like you know sort of academic, yeah. Or I can, I think if one goes academic, I can try and go like, uh, lighthearted, right? So yeah. it's not always it's not it's not always heavy. Yeah. Um. Okay. So what what can I recommend? What can I recommend? Um. Do you know Do you know Loki? As I'm as I'm doing this. <laughs> okay, cool. Do you know, as I was doing this, I was trying to stall because I was actually getting up Netflix on the other side of the screen so I could go and remember what it's called. Um, next episode, I'll do something serious, but this one is quite cool. It's called Clickbait. It's on Netflix. It's, it's a series. Uh, I highly recommend listening to Clickbait. It's a very good series. Uh, it's one of those ones where you don't you don't know how it's you don't know how it's gonna end. Um, so yeah, so Clickbait on Netflix, really good season uh, series. Sorry, it's I won't spoil it for you. I won't spoil it for you, but it's all about catfishing and how that can go terribly wrong that's what i'll say that's what i'll say yeah so that's that's my recommendation guys next episode it will be one more serious but yeah clickbait and letters to bezos i've enjoyed today i've enjoyed today it's called Uh, the bezos letters bezos letters bezos letters the bezos letters by s anderson s anderson yeah so s anderson amazing amazing so yeah guys obviously follow us on the socials subscribe like comment uh and uh, we'll see you on the next episode of Mantle.ke. It's going to be a good one. All right. It's going to be a good one. Peace. Peace.